And we're recording. Monday, January 14th. It's great to be working on a Monday. Great team win. We're on to Kansas City, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Many men wish death for calling me. Blood in my eye, dog, and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And trying to take my life. What's going on, guys? My name's Don. Say anything but basketball podcast. What you just listened to was Tom Brady's Instagram post of him working out yesterday, which was Monday. Uh, also, probably some sort of subliminal message to Patty Mahomes about how badly he's going to embarrass him in front of all of his friends and family in Arrowhead Stadium this weekend. Joined today, Damo. Hi. How's it going? Bundy, fresh haircut. Took him an Stop hour and a half bitches. to get it. What's up, bitches? Stop it. It's Britney, like... bitch. No. You're like 2007 Britney right now. Yeah, I'm about to shave my whole fucking head off. Yeah, steal a bunch of big lighters and throw them at people. It's awesome. I mean, it's like there's not like a shitload to talk about, but what, the, what there is to talk about is interesting. So it's kind of a uh, kind of a neat little uh, little wrinkle here. Also, if you don't find it interesting, fuck you. Yeah, also that. I wasted at least an hour of my life typing today, okay? I don't need your negativity, you bitch, whoever you are, mystery person. But anyway. Should we get into uh, covering the divisional round games? Might as well. All right, starting off Saturday with the Colts traveling to Arrowhead to face Chiefs. Did not go well. Andrew Luck looked awful. The Chiefs looked better, but not tremendous. A little snowy pregame, and uh, the Colts end up losing 31-13. That hurts. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. I thought they put up a better fight. Yeah. Expected a little better performance, but you know. What are you gonna yeah. do? What are you gonna fuck, do? Fuck me for believing in Andrew Locke for once. You know. Yeah, that's what you get, Don. Me too. That's what I get. I also believe. Piece of shit, neckbeard motherfucker. <sighs> write, write some more funny tweets. Should no playoff win have an ass. Little bitch. Hey. Yeah. My uh, my takeaway from the game though was uh. Damian Williams, not bad. Pretty good. It's not bad. He's just kind of old. Another, uh, like 27, 28. Yeah. It's not old, but he's getting there. Didn't he get like a two year, $8 million contract? That's not, he didn't get anything. No. He's old in running back years. We'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. He's middle aged at this point. But, uh, another interesting article I read the Bears. Opening the door for negotiations with Kareem Hunt. <laughs> That's what we need. That honestly, yeah, but I, mean, I know. It. I know. I know. Think about it. You I'm got not going Mickey out to get. Who's improving? A good defense and Kareem Hunt. I don't care if you kick the chick in the hallway. That's a divisional title for at least five years. Uh, I don't know if I can bring myself to buy a jersey, but well, I, I would. Hundred percent. Hey, you know what they say? Winning cures all. Does 
Ben Roethlisberger force fingered force fingered a chick in a bathroom, and no one talks about that. The hell's that? It still, gets, it still gets brought up. People, people don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> people don't forget, Ben. You're weird. You have all that money. Why are you force fingering chicks in bars? Anywho. All right. Moving on from that game, you have the Cowboys going to L.A. to face the Rams. Well, that didn't go well either. And the Rams ran all over the Cowboys. Oh, wait. Not good. 273 yards on the ground, three rushing tunners. Terrible. Yikes. Not good. Absolutely and that's, not good. I, I don't know if, I don't think anybody expected that, to be honest. No. No. Not a chance. I thought Gurley would struggle. Same. CJ Anderson actually had a better day than Gurley did. CJ Anderson coming out of nowhere again. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Broncos, letting him go. He's obviously a mistake. Out here ruining uh, running back money for Le'Veon Bell, if anything. So, yeah, yes. true. But yeah. Uh, Cowboys come up short by eight, thirty, twenty-two. Is anyone shocked that the Cowboys lost in the divisional playoff game? No. Okay. No. I just want to make sure. I wasn't either. Disappointing. For some, not for me. I picked the Rams to be in the Super Bowl this year. Were, so. I think, was it, were you surprised? I anybody is disappointed. Because I don't think anybody expected the Cowboys to win. I didn't even expect the Cowboys to win. So, I mean. Were you surprised, though, by the 47 yards by Zeke or no? Yes. I was surprised by the 47 yards by Zeke and the 273 yards by the Rams. That's what I have to say about that. One defense decided to show up while the other one didn't. Yeah. Correct. They kept pulling Vander Esch for Sean Lee, too, which probably Cowboys, didn't help. Cowboys literally pulled a Michigan football this year against Ohio State. Defense is the fucking crutch. Defense, biggest game of the year, fucking folds. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. At the worst opportune time. Yes. Happens. You live and you learn, you move on. That's what happens. Yeah, the Rams punted one time the whole game. Yeah. Also, they. They literally didn't. They only scored on two drives. They didn't score on two drives, and one of those drives was a sixty-three-yard field goal at the end of half. Yeah, the zero line missed. So I mean, wasn't yeah. uh, wasn't the best defensive showing they've had at all. Yeah, Dak didn't play. Uh horrendously rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. He actually outplayed Jared Goff. Yeah. But Jared Goff doesn't have to play very well if he's got two running backs with over 115 yards. Exactly. Three touchdowns. It's fucking sad. Yeah. It's not good. It's not every day you see that. Two running backs over 115 and both find the end zone. Well, fuck. At one point, 
CJ Anderson pretty sure had 12 rushes for 100 and 102 yards or some shit. He's averaging yeah. like 10 yards a carry. He had 10 for 80. Gurley did at one point, I know. I guess that just goes to show that the Rams' offensive line is pretty fucking good. Yes. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. So that's disappointing. Cowboys knocked out in the divisional round. Uh, Jerry Jones offering Sh- Sean a, uh, or a fucking Garrett an extension. You shocked at that? No, I'm not. You should be, though, if you're a I reasonable sh- human being. You should be, but your owner is Jerry Jones. I mean, yeah. The thing is, <clears throat> I think it's the fact that the players really actually do enjoy playing for Jason Garrett. He must be a real team guy that just, he's, you know, he's a player's coach. Yeah. He's there, shows up. Probably not that big of a dickhead. So, I mean, when you have a guy like that, and he does show a lot of emotion a lot of times. So, I mean, when guys see that, they, they generally want to play for someone like that. Is all of the blame on Jason Garrett this year? No. Is all of the glory on Jason Garrett this year? No. But, I mean, if anything... I wouldn't be really upset about Jason Garrett getting an extension. I'd just be more upset about them keeping Scott Linehan and or letting Chris Richards go. That that would honestly be the two things that really upset me. Fair enough. So yeah, that's, that's how that all panned out. Rams move on. Sunday, Chargers go to New England to play the Patriots. Nice fucking hiccup mid-sentence. Chargers in New England to play the Patriots. At one point, 35-7 to at halftime. That's on top. Gross. This is a divisional playoff game. Okay. My my surprise, absolutely fucking not. No. You don't go to Uncle Tom's house. You don't go to his cabin, if you will. Mm. I like that reference. In in January, Mm. with your West Coast-ass team, with your short sleeves on, and think you're not going to get your shithole totally eviscerated. Because that's exactly what happened. I like how the Patriots, uh, right before the end of the second half, trying to add a little more. They're up 35-7. to seven. They tried to add a little more. Why not? They're trying to step. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Yeah, their job isn't to be holding themselves in check. Your job is to stop them from doing that. Yeah. You're not going to do it. They'll throw 70 on. They don't give a fuck. This is Bill Belichick's playoff football. Correct. Get some thick skin. Now, the score ended up being a little closer at the end because the Patriots kind of coasted. Chargers put up some points, but, I mean, 41-28, and it was never that close. No. So, gross. Tom Brady. Savage. Um, uh, Sony Michelle, three tutters, over 120 yards. Yikes. Not, not bad. Yeah. Like took, it. Him in, took him at DraftKings. Not a big deal. Not a bad call. Um, but I don't know. Besides the Saints game, I mean, run uh, run game and defense were pretty much the story of the weekend. <laughs> Chiefs, yep. 
Chiefs had a would played better defense than I thought they would. I don't know if that was more offense lacking on the Colts end than probably more so that, but yeah. And then the uh obviously the CJ Anderson Todd Gurley tandem went off versus the Cowboys. And then Sony Michelle for 130 and three totters is a lot of good run game, but the, the Saints game was not that way. Saints and I mean the Eagles don't even have a fucking running back. No. Yeah. They don't. Wendell Smallwood, come on. Yeah, he's a fucking premier back. Absolutely. No. But getting to that, the Eagles going to New Orleans, big dick Nick. The magic in his sack runs out. Yep. Alshon Jeffrey, best hands in the league, self-proclaimed. Lets a pass slip right through his dick mitts. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Couldn't have happened to a nicer fella. The uh, Saints capitalized on that. Lattimore, two picks on the game. Saints win 20-14. to 14. Yikes. Sorry, I Big I thought that the, the Eagles came out swinging. Yeah. And I thought thought there was a chance. The first and they never quarter, scored again. First quarter and some change. I was like, holy fuck. Oh. But then beyond that, not so much. And they never had any sort of, th- there's no no threat the rest of the game, really. With Taysom Hill, lining up a shotgun, breeze, wide left, throws a fucking greasy bomb, about 70 yards, gets called back for holding, but nice, pretty tremendous arm. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressed with that. Guy that no one ever really talks about because he's behind Drew Brees, but. He's a fucking beast. Yeah. And this also, running back. This whole dynamic is kind of interesting because Drew Brees, okay, was in San Diego. Correct. Who was behind Drew Brees? Philip Rivers. That's right. So Philip Rivers took the starting spot from Drew Brees and went to the Saints, now has a Super Bowl ring, maybe one other one coming up. And Philip Rivers has never even sniffed one. I will say, Philip Rivers is one poor bastard. I feel bad for that fucker. Mm-hmm. A motherfucker, I'm saying it right now, and I feel confident about it, will never win a Super Bowl. Never. Well, He'll never fuck. sniff one. He'll never well, play he, a championship. Is he 37 or something? Yeah, he's old. He's old. Just imagine if the Giants had Philip Rivers. Oof. Yeah. They probably have more than two Super Bowls. Probably. Yeah. Which honestly. We can turn this into a Archie Manning being very smart conversation. He said that motherfucker ain't he said my son ain't going to San Diego. He went to the he went to the Giants instead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean John Elway was. Eli's to go got to the two Super Bowl rings. Philip Rivers Colts. got nine children. And that's it. I guess it makes up for it. Not. Like John Elway was supposed to go to the Colts. He threw a fit. Ended up going to the Broncos. Plays in the six Super Bowls. Wins two of them. Not a big deal. Pretty good call. Not a good ratio, but I mean, hey, he got there six times. That's impressive. Got there six times and he won a couple. What's the bitch about? Some guys just want to win one. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You got back to back in the last two years of your career. That's pretty impressive. It's nothing to uh, nothing to bitch about. You know, it's uh, sometimes these things pan out. In Philip Rivers' case, it did not. He got stuck with a team with like a coaching carousel of sorts. Would you have Marty Schottenheimer, Norv Turner, 
just a bunch of fucking names. And then no real success. Couple divisional titles, no real postseason success. This year, probably the most promising they've had. Yep. And, I mean, they just got blown out in Foxborough. And no one, I guarantee, one out of ten people betting on that game was like, I think the Chargers are going to win. There were some out there. Yeah. But I would I wouldn't have I'm not a betting betting guy, but if I was to put money on it, I was never I would never put my money against Tom Brady at I home th- in January. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Yeah, the of record. I no. Don't fucking matter. Yeah. So moving on from that, we have the championship games. Which is the Patriots going have, to Arrowhead? Before we get into that, I have one quick question. Um, first off, what should the Eagles do with the Fools Wentz situation? Do they keep Fools? I know uh, Peterson said today he wants to keep Wentz as the starting quarterback moving forward, and they would love to have Fools, but I mean, I mean, He's if you can get stay there. If you can get money for him, or if you can get a draft draft or whatever, I guess that's probably your best bet. Put your money in what's younger. It depends on older. It depends Uh, on what they where they want to go as an organization. Okay. Do they want to start a somewhat rebuilding phase again, essentially? Or do they kind of want to keep a somewhat maybe championship running team intact, so to speak? Because yeah. obviously the proof is there. Nick Foles, he's got you to the playoffs. He's won you a Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, hit and miss. Injury prone. He's been injury prone. So do you really want to, you know, get a first and a second round pick or just one first round pick and maybe draft a running back? All depends on where they want to go as the organization. If it's me, I'm I'm keeping a nine inch Nick. I think he's a fan favorite. I think the people in the stands want to see that. I think Carson Wentz can fetch you more in free agent or with a trade than Carson Wentz and then uh, Nick Foles can. The thing is about Philadelphia, you're only a fan favorite when you're doing really well. A.K.A. winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Terrible Nick, fan base. If Nick, Foles, if Nick Foles was there and he was a starter the whole time, they were going like fucking, you know, 4-12, 7-9, they're going to be fucking calling for Nick Foles' head. Right. Like they did when they had Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. Basically ran him out. So, I mean, you're only, yeah. you're only a fan favorite in Philly when you're doing extremely well. Yeah. It's true. It's uh, it's a tough call. It is. I I would have a fear if I was to, because there's going to be teams that want Nick Foles. If I was to be one of those teams, I would have a fear that he would suck as soon as he got to my team. Shout out Denver Case Keenum. Well, yeah. he's done it once before already. Yeah. So, I mean, what do I? Actually, I think the Case Keenum situation is is going to hurt Nick Foles. His uh, value, honestly. Either oh, way, uh, Super Bowl MVP versus Case Keenum. 
lost mm. the NFC Championship game his first year. His first year, like, picking up the slack and playing most of the games. Yeah. I mean, Nick Foles obviously better of the two, but somewhat it, comparable. It, yeah, it could hurt. His, it definitely could hurt his uh, value. I don't know if anyone would be thinking of that, but. I honestly think the situation Philadelphia has could definitely go worse than it could go good. Any way you look at it. So, I mean, Nick Falls winning Super Bowl, this and that. You keep him. Because Carson Wentz is injury prone. He sucks. You run him out of town. You don't have a quarterback. Yep. Carson Wentz goes somewhere else, lights it up. You don't have him anymore. He fucked up. It's kind of a double-edged sword, I guess you would say. Yeah. Yeah, Not could be could be very it. bad. <clears throat> so, oh no, I have no idea what they're gonna do. I uh, they're uh, keeping Wentz no matter what. It sounded like. Yeah. So I'm sure Nick Foles will be shopped around. Uh, Denver probably take him. They'll eat the money they owe. Fucking Case Keenum. Nick Foles will start six games. He'll have a 48 passer rating with 18 picks. And uh, I'm going to hang myself in a closet. So. Well, I'm just well, not going to do that. But I'm going to be upset because that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Possible. No. Possible. No, John Elway is not going to. He's not going to admit his mistake this early. He's going to let it ride another year. Another year, Case Keenum, then Darren Endeavor. Another year, at least. Hey, they might go. Uh, they might go eight and eight. Who knows? Looking up. So the championship game's coming up. You got the Pats going to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs, and you got the Rams heading to the Dome to play the Saints in New Orleans. Interesting. Interesting indeed. They played each other already this year. The Pats squeaking one out against the Chiefs. Last second field goal win earlier this season. The Rams played the Saints earlier this year. Lost by 10. Mm-hmm. Both. I mean, no matter how this shakes out, we have three very good football games. Yeah. Coming up. You're not going to be disappointed. You shouldn't be disappointed in any game from here on out. No. I can't wait to watch this weekend. I like. I'm think I'm gonna enjoy both games. Um, Kansas City's favored by three at home, and then uh, New Orleans is favored by three and a half at home. Yeah, I got. Uh, I'm going. I, I just toss this out here. I'm gonna go New Orleans and uh, Patriots Super Bowl. I think Tom Brady's going to roll into Arrowhead and annihilate the Chiefs. I do as well. I don't know I, if it's going to be an annihilation, but it's Tom Brady and the boys can never really go against them. I say they win by at least 10. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Annihilation, I, I, that might be a strong word, but I... Yeah. I, I have no – I would be shocked if they don't pull off the W in Arrowhead. By, Same. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't bet against 
Tom Brady and the Patriots, like the Patriots with a chip on their shoulders. That's scary. Especially Tom Brady. Yeah. No. When he's working Tom out Brady to, fucking. When he's working out to many men by 50 cent, watch out. Yeah. Look. We're talking 15-year-old rap song. That's the, like the, he said in an interview at the end of the game, he's like, yeah, people think we suck. Well, we'll see what happens. Something like that. Like, oh, good. Yeah, Tom Brady thinks that the world hates like, the world hates the Patriots. That's not a that's yeah, not, it's not a surprise. But yeah, Tom, when Tom Brady thinks that you think he sucks, look out. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'll be if I was his kids. I'm gonna be really good this week because I don't want to be pissing off old Daddy Tom. He might fucking, uh, he might make out with you or something. Yeah, he might. He might hold you down and open mouth kiss you. Yeah. So, what I think, what I want to happen, and what I think are going to happen are two different things. I think the Pats are going to come out on top by more than five points, and I think, but what I want to happen is I want Patty Mahomes to throw like six touchdowns and win by fifty. That's what I want to happen. I don't. You don't want that to happen? No. I don't want to watch Tom Brady another Super Bowl, if we're going to be honest. I do. Because I, I, picked, I picked the Patriots and Rams week one of preseason for the uh, Super Bowl. And uh, they're both still alive, and they're both going to get there because I'm right. Pats, Saints. Pats, Rams, Super Bowl. What's more likely to happen is a Pats, oh, Saints, Super Oh, my God. The more I think about that, I want it last to happen. Because for how many times you've been fucking wrong, and you're going to get the two fucking teams in the Super Bowl, and we're not going to hear the fucking end of it. That's right. Exactly we'll, be, right. We'll, be, we'll be hearing about it in, uh, in May still. It, it's just, 100%, let's go yeah. Chiefs, let's go Saints. Hey, guys, remember when, you know, like all my guesses, I went like, you know, 0.6% on like 10,000 guesses. But remember that one time I guessed the Super Bowl in preseason? Yeah. Yeah, eat my ass. You're going to be fucking swinging that dick for how long? Hey, I was near 500 on my picks this year, okay? Fuck. Maybe. I was very close. I'm sure I wasn't, but it was close. But the Super Bowl picks in preseason, I was right. So far. And just because I brought it up now, the Chiefs will win and the Saints will win. You'll be completely wrong. And I'll be entirely wrong. I hope so. That that would be the story of my life. So that would make total sense. All right. Second thought: If you're a betting man, bet on the Chiefs and the Saints this weekend. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. I said it, there's a good chance it's wrong. So you might as well bet opposite. You 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 remind me of the I listen to Spit and Chicklets podcast, and you know. Ryan Whitney, he does a lot of gambling, and he's like, you know, yeah, you know, take these guys. I think these guys are going to win. You know, you're going to want to bet on these guys, and then he's just always wrong. Yeah. So you're going to want to do the complete opposite. So bet on the Chiefs and bet on the Saints. Yeah. But in all reality, I think it will be a Patriots-Saints Super Bowl, hoping for a Patriots-Rams Super Bowl. Yeah, I see the, I see the Patriots and Saints. What I, want, cool. 
But then again, Patriots Rams fucking Super Bowl rematch with the Rams wearing the old fucking 2001 unis. That would be greasy. Be a big fan of that. Brian Greasy, perhaps. Brian Greasy, what a fucking scrub. It's tremendous. So, I'm I'm picking the Pats and the Saints. Uh, sound like Bunny is picking the Pats and the Saints. Don, are you Pats, picking Rams? Pats Rams. <laughs> see, we'll see if it works yeah. out for you this time. And we could all be wrong, and it'd be Chiefs Saints. See, we'd be Hopefully. part. Me and Bunny partially, right. yeah. Yeah, you'd be half right. But we don't even want you to be remotely right, so. That's I'm usually not, so. Blessed. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) Where did the Rams lose last year in playoffs divisional round? Yeah, they lost to. It was at home. Who'd they play? I don't remember. Vikings? No, they lost to the. They lose to the Falcons. Mm. Were they one and done last year? Might have been. Yes, they were. I think they were the three seed. Lost to. No, that doesn't sound right. I think they lost. They did lose their first game though. Whoever they played. Looking it up. Falcon. They were they were Wild one card. and done against the Falcons. Wild card round they lost. Twenty six thirteen. See. Yeah. So I was I was right. But anywho, um yeah. You guys want to cover some uh, some of the latest, uh, or do you have anything more you want to cover on the the games? No. This weekend. No. Nope. Okay. Uh, thoughts on Kyler Murray entering the NFL draft? I saw it coming. I think we we might have mentioned it last week that that was a possibility. I don't remember, but uh, this time it's official. He has officially entered the NFL draft. Am I surprised? No. Do I think it's the best decision? No. No. I think it's a bad decision, honestly. Well, it all depends. How good of a baseball player is Kyler Murray? I have no idea. Uh, the the A's, the MLB really wants Kyler Murray. Because the MLB was going to bend rules for Kyler Murray to work out a contract with the A's. To get him to pick MLB over football. The MLB doesn't even really have rules. Yeah, you just true. can't do drugs. That's like the only thing. You, yeah, and you can do some drugs. You can't do... Yeah, you just can't do some. Just don't do steroids. There are these two drugs you can't do. <laughs> but we only piss test once every decade. So we tell you about it two years in advance. So. <laughs> you got time to get it out of your system. Yeah. Um... But no, um, like, so I guess Kyler Murray's thought, from what I've what I've been hearing, 
is he is trying the later he goes in the draft, the worse of a decision this is for him. Absolutely. Because he's trying to get guaranteed money up front. He thinks he's making the better financial decision by going to the NFL, and it's not the case. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's the case. I think if he's good at baseball, then he's he should go with baseball and then well he should have worked out a deal to get his fifteen million that he was asking for from the A's. From what I heard. I don't know if that was facts either, but that's what the that's what some of the media was saying was the price tag was fifteen mil to get him to not play football and commit to baseball. If I was the A's, I'd give him his 15 mil, and then he probably would. That would have been the better decision, I think, on his end. Made his 15 yeah. mil up front, and then if he's good at baseball, he's gonna make. He's gonna have a longer career, most likely. I mean, you can't hit a quarterback anyway, so he's probably. If he's good, he's gonna have a long career in the NFL too. But he's so goddamn short. Yeah, he's a small fella. Well, I mean, he also could have. He is a way shorter Lamar Jackson. He could have still just went into the NFL draft and still played baseball. Then, so do NFL exec, is there anybody out there that actually want, well, I know Cliff Kingsbury is a fan of Kyler Murray. Yeah, but if he's not 100% committed to playing for the team that drafts him, no one's going to draft him. Right. He's not going to get guaranteed money. That He's he's going to fuck himself over in this, in this little scenario. Yeah. If I'm an NFL executive and I talk to this guy, he's like, well, you know, we'll see where I go and I'll make my decision. No, fuck you. No, you, you make pick, your decision now. I'll figure out what I want to pay you. Pick one or the other. Yeah, exactly. So you you are not a, a once-in-a-lifetime talent. You aren't. Okay. In baseball or football. But you can make more money for longer in baseball. If he goes to the NFL, he will never sniff $15 million. He will gross probably that's two not and an, bounce out of the league. That's not true. If he I, gets drafted I, in the first round, he will have his 15 mil. I feel like he's thinking... If. I feel like he's thinking he's too much of Russell Wilson than he is of Kyler Murray. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, Russell Wilson's obviously not the type of height and size of a quarterback you want in the NFL, but you see what he's doing. So I feel like Kyler Murray thinks he can be Russell Wilson instead of just being Kyler Murray. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see what happens, I guess. I, I just think he should have stuck with – he should stick with baseball. But he could turn out to be a once-in-a-generation talent in the NFL somehow and make us all wrong. That. Well, the chances of that are a lot slimmer than if he played baseball. True. Was he 5'10", 5'9"? He's like 5'9". Okay. So he's basically me, but super athletic. Yeah. He throw a ball way better than you can. I'm sure. (laughs) But his offensive linemen are at least... 6'5". 7 to 10 inches taller than he is. Yep. Okay. He's not Drew Brees. He's not Russell Wilson. Not. So, if you're talking smart money, take baseball. If you're trying to do what you're passionate about, make a decision. 
you're passionate about football, you want to play football, enter the NFL draft. You'll get drafted. I don't think it'll be in the first round. I think that would be stupid money to spend if yeah. you're an NFL team. Well, Klingsbury said that he really likes them. They got the first overall pick. Which, at that point, what do you do with Rosen? Yeah, now you got Josh Rosen you took in the first round. Well, they got two quarterbacks you can fuck with. Yeah, two first-round picks that you have to pay money. And then you can also flip one quarterback. Josh Rosen what if, is not worth anything. What if he spends? What if he spends a first-round pick on Kyler Murray because he's so athletic and he turns him into like a like a Taysom Hill type quarterback? Minus the tight end, he he won't play any tight end and stuff. But you get it. Yeah. Split him out wide, then bring him in for a pass, then running back. You know. I don't think Kyler Murray cares. If he's getting fucking money. Probably not. Taysom Hill is six two. No, I'm just saying use them like Taysom Hill. Oh, I guess. You could, probably. The size thing is a, a definite deterrent for me. First Absolutely. overall, really? I'm not spending any money on Kyler Murray at all. None. None. Go play baseball. Make your money. Everyone will forget who you were in 10 years. But you'll be sitting on a shitload. So fuck it. Yeah. You'll be fucking piddling around the minor leagues for 15 years. Get called up three times. Whatever. Yeah. But you'll make money. Do that in the NFL. Never show any talent. Be a backup. You'll make 500 Gs. Might as well play in a practice squad at that point. I don't see a point. I think it'd be a, a mistake on his end, money-wise. Yeah, we'll have to wait till... Uh... Wait till the draft, I guess. Yep, see what happens in the draft. Moving on from that, uh, Cody Parkey has entered the news. He, again, he went on the Today Show and had an interview with the uh, the people on the Today Show. I don't know their, I don't know what their names are, but anyway, um, I don't know. I don't even really understand what the reasoning for going on the Today Show was. I think he should have just stayed in the shadows and uh you know stayed out of the media for a while and uh I, he i guess he got him he was trying to get a, it seemed to me like he was trying to get america to feel bad for him um but matt Nagy, ryan pace weren't very happy with it and uh if he wasn't going to lose his job already he's definitely lost his job with the probably Bears. Well, he missed how many kicks? Oh, he's only he, he only he only hit uh, six uprights this year. So, so I mean, yeah, losing his job seems to be pretty likely. Yeah, it was a rough year for kickers everywhere this year. I don't know what the fuck really happened, but bad. I mean, he made a mistake. I guess it was tipped, whatever. But you yeah. don't need to make yourself into some pariah, you know, over the whole thing either. It's a team sport. Don't don't make yourself into a redemption story over yeah. your mistakes. That's silly. I don't know. It just didn't seem like the right. It didn't seem like the right thing to do at all. I think he should have just 
let it be and let people forget about him till next year. Yeah. If I'm him as a kicker, I'm trying to stay out of the spotlight at all costs. Yeah. It is best, okay, as a kicker to pretty much not be known. Like if, I mean, I mean, besides like going onto the field and, you know, pulling in Adam Bennett, well, Adam Vinatieri before this weekend. Yeah, I was going to say. Being, being clutch as fuck, you know? But like for the most part, if you think like, oh, who's the kicker of the Bears, and I can't, I can't think of your name, you're doing just fine, Val. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing like, great. If you look at the kickers and punters in the, in the Pro Bowl, I don't know who any of those people are. I do. Perfect. That's, well, I mean, yeah, that's the best way though. Is like you don't, you don't cause any, you don't cause any drama. Yeah, by you're, missing your kicks or you're Cody Parkey fucked up many times. Get to the playoffs, get it kicked. You apologize in front of all the cameras. Everyone's like, yeah, this guy owned up to it, blah, blah, blah. You already done what you had to do. That should have been the end of it. Yeah. Come back next year and make your fucking kicks. Go home, bang your gorgeous wife. Yes. Be just fine. I don't know what I don't know the the need to go into the spotlight again. It wasn't necessary at all. No, not at all. But yeah, I don't think he'll be with the Bears next year. And if he is, well, fuck. I mean, for me, regardless, even if I'm a fucking superstar in the league, I'm gonna be fucking staying out of the limelight as much as possible. Same. I I agree hundred percent. And a punter in the NFC, Michael Dixon. Seattle's punter. Yeah. Kicker Aldrich Rosas. Uh, the Giants kicker. Yeah. Then you move on to the AFC. He was really uh, good. Rosas was uh, very good this year. I think he, he was in the n- very close to 100% on his kicks. That's good. He's in, his ni- really, he was in the 90s anyway. I didn't pay any attention to him, probably because he plays for the Giants. But... You got a kicker for the Jets, Jason Myers, and a punter for the Titans, Brett Kern. I knew who only, Brett Kern was. Uh, the only reason I know Jason him. Myers is Jason Myers, I think, had like the best fantasy game this year. Was up there anyway. It wasn't. Yeah, I think it might have been. I think he had like twenty-seven fantasy points this year at one in one game. But that's just anyway. Yeah, but. Just yeah, if you're not like Harrison Butker last year, though, we all knew who Harrison Butker was. That's because he cute. was like legitimately the whole fucking Chiefs offense. Yeah, he was cute, little cute buddy, little cute boy. We started a sweet chant about Harrison Butker in Kansas City. Me and Don did. Yeah. No one else got on board, but fuck him. No, the Harrison Butker one. That one. That one oh, did. That one get, caught fire. Yeah. That one caught fire. The rest of them. Me trying to personally deface Matt Hasselbeck on live TV didn't catch fire like I hoped it would, but that's okay. Yeah. Randy Moss heard me. That's all that matters. Shout out, Randy, if you're listening. I know you heard me and you laughed, and I love that. We can be friends. Randy. Shout out, my girl, Susie Culver. Susie, Susie. 
Susie Colbert. We did have one of those chants. Yep. <laughs> that one didn't. That one didn't catch fire either. I broke a fence. Also, that happened. Uh, yep. That that did happen. It's just a fence. It's having a good time. It was a fake fence. Some of those stupid plastic fences. You know. It wants you to like, believe it's a real fence. It's not a fence. As Fucking proven bullshit. by Sean running it over. Yeah. Um, moving on, some some head coach hirings that we didn't get to cover last week because they weren't finalized. Uh, Cleveland, Freddie Kitchens. There are a lot of people that think this is a not a bad hire, but a lot of people that are excited outside of the Browns organization that it's Freddie Kitchens that hired. Because Freddie Kitchens has been in the league for a very long time and has never once been up for a head coaching position. He's always been like the quarterback coach. It's because people and organizations make choices like signing Hugh Jackson as a head coach. So there's that. He's probably going to be good. I mean, if you have a good relationship with your quarterback, your quarterback likes you, probably means the rest of the player. He's probably a player's coach. Try to guess. He might be a good hire. I have no idea. But uh yeah, yeah, he's he's hired there. They were successful while he was the offensive coordinator. The Browns sure. were. Um, but yeah. And then Steve Wilkes, who got fired by the Cardinals, is now in as the defensive coordinator in Cleveland. Which I mean he's probably fine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember where he came from, but that's how he made his Made his name in the NFL as being a defensive coordinator. So it's probably a good hire. Probably. Yeah. Can't be that bad. You already have a lot of talent defensively to work with. All you really got to do is scheme it. True. Um, covered that one. We covered Bruce Arians getting hired. Did we cover Todd Bowles becoming his defensive coordinator? No, but that's not. that's what he was before, wasn't it? Yeah. He, that's also how he. I mean, that's. I mean, if you be, if you go back to being a defensive coordinator, you, that was what got you, to. Yeah. That got that's just what got your name out there. Um. The Jets. Hiring, Adam Gase as the uh, head coach was a little surprising to me. I thought, I thought for sure Adam Gase would go back to being a, offensive coordinator. I was half-ass hoping Denver would take him as offensive coordinator when Kubiak turned it down, but it kind of happened simultaneously, so that obviously wasn't an option. I don't see what Adam Gase has done to have another chance at being another head coach, honestly. Um, as a head coach, no, I don't see it. At the head, yeah, I think he's. I think he's had enough years as a head coach for you to be like, oh yeah, this didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. didn't uh, didn't work. Uh, really back to being an OC. Oh boy. Granted, I mean Miami's kind of a dumpster fire. But true. I mean, still. The Jets aren't much of a fucking contained fire themselves. No. No, uh, the Jets aren't I good th- either. I think they're hoping that Adam Gase will do something to get Sam Darnold <clears throat> headed in the right direction. I mean, he definitely can. Yeah, so, man, I mean, they, were, they were still fucking 
almost a playoff team of fucking Brian Tannehill being hurt every third game. So, yeah, he's made Ryan Tannehill better than he was or when he got into the league. So, I, I mean, that's and then he got the most productive year that Jay Cutler ever had out of Jay Cutler. Yeah, and, and then he was also Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator, which is really the easiest job mm-hmm. in the world. Peyton Manning is the offensive coordinator. Yeah. When you have Peyton Manning. So he was essentially the assistant offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's, uh, he's just like, yeah, we'll call this play. And then made Peyton would say, yeah, absolutely fucking not. They're yeah. not running that play. Have you seen? Look at this defense. We're not running that play. Like, All right, Peyton, we're doing an XY zebra hybrid option split sweep. And then Peyton would be like, no. All right. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, whatever you want, buddy. You just do whatever you want. You give me that ring. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> like, that's not a hard job. But, no. I mean, he know he must know some things because you know Peyton Manning's... Because Peyton Manning, we make jokes about it, but Peyton Manning didn't turn down every call that came in. You know, no. like, he, he respected some of the calls that came in. Yeah, so at least obviously 30%. Adam. Yeah, yeah. Adam Gase knows a little something enough for Peyton to not fire him. You know? Yeah, because he could have. I'm sure. Like, well, listen, John, I don't like this fucking guy. Okay, we got nationwide commercials coming up. I got the stress to deal with. Okay, and then he would just fire him. But apparently, he likes him enough to have him still be there. Yeah, he like he did like him enough to keep him around. So, um. Yeah, we'll see how that one goes. That's uh, could be a really good pick. Could be very bad. Same with all these, really. I mean, head coaches are not not an easy not an easy job to pick. I mean, the whole being a GM in the NFL sounds like a lot of fun, but at the same time, very stressful because everything's a crapshoot. Yeah. Um, Broncos hiring Vic Fangio. I know it was in talks the last time we spoke, but uh, it's official now. Don, do you have any thoughts on that? And if you could keep it under 30 minutes, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, not too much. Uh, Vic Fangio, been in the league since the fucking 70s, 80s. Uh-huh. Never had a head coaching gig. Kubiak turned down the offensive coordinator job, which is probably the biggest news there. Oh, um, and... Uh, the uh, the biggest news about the uh, Kubiak not taking the offensive coordinator job was him saying he was going to quit coaching and he was done. And then like a day later, signed with the Vikings to be an offensive advisor. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think that Kubiak and Elway are on the same page. I don't think they have been, probably. Uh, when you think about it, John Elway... Outside of Peyton Manning, what's he really done? Nothing. He sold the house. All of it. He got his three good seasons. Three, four. Whatever. You got your ring. That's fine. But now you're kind of left with this mess. And Kubiak's the only motherfucker in that building who can win. So now Kubiak's coming in like, you know, crowd control. Like, all right, well, let's fix this. And always like, fix what? I've done a tremendous job. What do you mean? I can't have possibly made a mistake. I have two Super Bowl rings. Eat my ass. John like, Elway is the GM version of Hugh Jackson. Yeah. 
he refuses to make to admit that he's the one who made the mistakes that led them to this. And now when Kubiak comes in and says, we need to do this, we need to make these changes, we need to get rid of these people, bring in these people, Elway doesn't want to hear it. Like, no, the people I have here are perfect for the job. There's no reason to change anything that I've done. What would make you think? I don't know. Maybe the fucking five win average the last three years, John. Maybe that's why. You ever think maybe one out of three games isn't that good? I mean, what the fuck? Be a man. Admit the fact that, one, your hair plugs are fake. Okay. And two, you suck at making decisions when it comes to your personnel and coaching your football team. Because they're horrendous. He doesn't want to give up any decisions to anyone else in the organization. He wants someone to come in from somewhere else who's going to suck his ass because he's John Elway and let him do whatever he wants until he dies hopefully soon. And, I mean, that's it. Whoa. Yikes. Yeah. We're not really a big wishing death podcast, but only for certain people. Yeah, maybe not. John hopefully, Elway maybe met. retires. Okay. Hopefully he um, dies shortly thereafter, though. Don, do you, uh, you probably remember, on Friday night I sent you a tweet that I found. Yeah. And uh, it's Adam Schefter. The, the tweet is Adam Schefter saying that Gary Kubiak will not be the Denver, will not be Denver's offensive coordinator, according to league sources. Um, and then he says, after lengthy discussions, Denver and Kubiak had different ideas on staffing and offensive philosophies, both sides going in different directions. And then my favorite part was the response to it. That said, Kubiak in quotation in quotation marks. I'm looking to win, and the LA says you're fired. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. uh, John LA wants sole credit for anything that ever happens on the off chance that they do turn around off the choices he makes. That's that's it. Yeah, he's egotistical. He wants everything that comes into that building to be a product of him. And Kubiak has different ideas. Well, he's out the door. He wants someone to come in, fucking lick his ass, fucking make him feel good, like he's done a really good job, so that when the team does make a playoff appearance in the next five years, you be like, see, look what I did with this team that I totally crippled. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, I took the knees off this team, but watch me build them back up in the next decade, you know? All of a sudden, John Elway, fucking football Jesus. Yeah, yep. no. No. That's just it. I mean, Kubiak would have been... I'm just disappointed, honestly. I think Kubiak would have been a much better choice than anyone else they're going to get as an offensive coordinator. So, to see him not get the job based on John Elway is disappointing, considering the fact that I love John Elway as a player, but I can't stand him as a person making decisions in an organization. Disappointing, but <sighs> not surprising. No, not at all. Okay. Um, other hires. Cincinnati is planning to hire... Rams quarterback coach Zach Taylor, which uh-huh. goes with the trend that if anybody's had a conversation that lasted more than two minutes with Sean McVay, they are a head coaching candidate. And they're actually interviewing Adam Pacman Jones, a special teams coach. So, oh, good. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That was a joke, but I bet half the people listening were like, really? Because that's yeah. something Cincinnati would absolutely do. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know how I don't know how good of a coach Zach Taylor is. Uh, he's the quarterback coach, not the offensive coordinator. Let's see what happens there. It's Cincinnati. Who really gives a shit? They it can suck. Matter. They can suck for the next thirty years. They already like they sucked have. the last twenty with Marv Lewis. So yeah. 
it's just more of the same. Bundy, any thoughts on the uh, the uh, Zach Taylor going to Cincy? It's fucking Cincinnati, man. They never should have signed fucking Lewis to that extension they did. Literally, what, didn't they sign with that extension last season? Yeah. Last year, during the season, I was like, how in the fuck is Marvin Lewis still a head coach for the Bengals? And then they extend him. And I'm like, what in the actual fuck? Extend him, and then they fire him. So, no. I will not be surprised at any decision the Bengals make, ever. No. I was just surprised that they went with the QB coach, but, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't bat a fucking eye if Cincinnati came out tomorrow and said, you know what, Hugh Jackson's our head coach. True. Just because it's the Bengals. If anybody and else is like, yeah, we'll hire Hugh Jackson, I'd be like, wow, you guys are fucking stupid. But the fact that Cincinnati makes perfect sense. Yeah, no shocker there. And then the Dolphins not going the same route as most of the other teams looking for offensive gurus, going for the defensive coordinator of the Patriots and Brian Flores. It's kind of interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Like all these coaches that have just hung on to Belichick for so long, right? Matt, Patricia. Flores yeah. has been in the league for 20 years, spent all of them with. With Belichick? With Belichick, yeah. Yeah. So now they're all kind of, you know, Josh McDaniels looking at coaching opportunities. I think he's sticking around for next year, but. I think, I think, Josh, Mc, I think Josh McDaniels is sticking around until Belichick retires. Could be. But Josh McDaniels kind of took a job, but then didn't and came back. Patricia I would never, left. I would Flores never hire left. him. Yeah, well, he came to Denver, and I remember how horrible that was. So, But it's like, it's almost like a precursor to what's happening, okay? You got all these coaches who just stuck with Belichick all these years. And right now, all of them are kind of like, well, let's see what else is out there. So Belichick is going down with the ship. He's going to win the Super Bowl, right? Perhaps probably going to win it. And then what? What do you do? You stick around? Just This just popped into my head. What if the Pats win the Super Bowl this year? Brady gets the MVP. He has a great game. Belichick, Brady, and Gronk all retire. Well, no one would care if Gronk retired, but. You know, but you know what I'm saying. Greg's been talking about retiring for the past two years, but yeah, and he's only like twenty-seven. So yeah, but he's Gronk and he's big and awesome. Well, he was Patriots. Everybody in the Patriots organization and the fans would be like, "Well, what the fuck?" <laughs> Actually, I take that back. All but one guy, who would be Josh McDaniels. Yeah, yeah, who would be head coach in New England. Is if the Patriots didn't hire Josh McDaniels as their head coach. That'd be awesome. That'd be hilarious. Because of what Bill Belichick's the executive of football operations and the head coach, right? Yeah. So they're losing two positions. So they fill the executive spot. The executive doesn't want Josh McDaniels to go somewhere else. So Josh McDaniels is fucked. Yep. That would be the funniest thing. 
in the world. I bet, I bet, I bet Bill Belichick would retire from. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say that. I think. I think. I, th- I was thinking he could just retire from coaching and stay as the executive of football operations. But but could he watch someone else coach the dynasty? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think that's he what could. I. That's what I thought. Although you're ruining that. He'd be up in the. He'd be up you're in ruining the- it. Yeah, I don't and then he'll fire them, and then he'll be interim head coach, and then they win another Super Bowl, and then he's head coach for another ten years. <laughs> yeah, he he watches them coach for two weeks. They go one and one. He's like, I don't I don't really like what this team's going. I, we're gonna focus up on uh, week three now. Then he fires the head coach, becomes the head coach and the VP, and the coaches for another twenty years. Eventually, dies in the film room. Yeah. <laughs> that's no that's more likely what's gonna happen. He's dying in the fucking workout room in his sleeveless hoodie, watching film on his iPad. Yes, that is the only way Bill Belichick is going to die. It's true. He'll be 107, or kissing his daughter, but or smiling. If he yeah. smiles, maybe he'll die. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be wild if, like, all these coaches have this inside scoop on things. Like, if Bill Belichick called the coaches being like, I'm done after this year. <clears throat> uh, two more years and I'm done. And now all the coaches are like, fuck. And they're just going elsewhere. Yeah. Maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. I mean, think about it. He's got, what, five Super Bowl rings since 2001? Yeah. Could have another one here, so six in uh, 18 years. One out of every three seasons, you win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably take that. Doesn't sound bad. No. If I have to move on to my other hand to fit all of my Super Bowl rings, I've done an all right job. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you pawn them all at 50 G's apiece. You got 300 grand still. Sounds like a bad. Sounds like a good problem to have. Yeah. I just I I look I, I want so badly for like the real life documentary of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady for like years of fucking research and real life conversations and phone calls to come out so we can actually tune into what that relationship is. In like a two-hour-long documentary, I would watch the fuck out of that. Same, um, and I think you will see it, just not anytime soon. Now, that's going to be a thirty for thirty. This this team with Belichick and Brady is going to be a thirty for thirty at some point. Yeah. Fuck! It's got to be a Hollywood fucking presentation. Yeah. I would go. I'd watch. It'd be awesome. One thing's better. Other news: Greg Williams hired as the defensive coordinator for the Jets. Uh, turns out, no matter what what head coach they hired, they were they wanted Greg Williams to be the defensive coordinator. Well, they got a pretty good defense in Cleveland. Yeah. The only good thing Cleveland's really had since it's been there, so not really a surprise to me. Jets defense isn't completely terrible. 
I didn't th- yeah, I I didn't think uh I didn't think he was going to be unemployed by any means. I knew he he had a no. job somewhere. And last last hiring that I have Chuck Pagano to the Bears defensive coordinator after Vic Vangio went to the uh the Broncos. Gone hiring, and I at the same time am indifferent about it. Yeah, I mean, he's a terrible head coach, but yeah, but he, nobody's asking him to be the head coach, just the defensive coordinator. Yeah, he's he's doing what made himself a name in the NFL, and I have no issue with him being our defensive coordinator because, in my eyes, if we don't have Vic Vangio, we're going downhill with it anyway. I don't. I think we're he. I think whatever defensive coordinator is going to come in, keep the defense afloat, no matter what, because we have so much fucking talent. But I, I think anybody but Vic having Fangio as our defensive coordinator is a downgrade. Well, in Chuck Pagano's defense, is it really right to say that he was a terrible head coach? So, I mean, he had Andrew Luck missing for how many seasons? Too many. They never really had that great of a defense. When he was when when Andrew Luck was playing, they went eleven and five. Yeah. So I mean, to say Chuck Pagano was a bad coach, I feel like is a little unfair. And he, he's it's definitely he was unfair. dealing. He was dealing with fucking. Uh, he had cancer too. Well, yeah, he had cancer. See, so down here, an asshole. I'll buy him a fucking ribbon. <laughs> See, you're an asshole. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't really think it's fair to say Chuck Pagano is a terrible coach considering what he had on his plate. And also considering he's just inherited one of the top defenses in the NFL. I mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't really he's think He's not going to have any hiring. issues in Chicago. No, that's what but I don't I mean, understand. Is like, Damien why... could coach the fucking Chicago Bears defense for fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, we're going to have Cleo Mack rush the edge. Our cornerbacks are going to pick the ball off, and our linebacks are going to stuff the run. It's fucking that easy. Easy. Man-to-man coverage, 3-4 defense, roll up the outside linebackers, rush the QB. That's all this you would be, this, if I was the defense coordinator, I'd be like, you guys got it. <laughs> yeah. you, guys, you guys know what you're doing more than I know, so figure that shit out. If I was a defense coordinator for the Bears, I'd literally just go out there for practice with the fucking those swimming noodles, yeah, and just like whack them with it, and be like, all right, good, good practice, boys. Scout team, let's go. Not a not a hell of a whole lot would have to be done. No, but yeah, I don't think Chuck Pagano is going to be unsuccessful by any means. No, with the Bears, even though. My father thinks that he will be. But I think there's too much talent for him to have any sort of uh, problem. You also got to take into consideration when you're a defensive coordinator, you're literally just fucking with the defense. Compared to a head coach, we literally are fucking with everything. All aspects. All aspects, dealing with all the press, all the media. And just you just have a lot more shit you have to deal with as a head the coach. The only thing that Chuck Pagano will have to worry about is the defense on the field. He doesn't exactly. have to deal with anything off the field. He doesn't do nothing. 
literally just calling plays for the defense, making sure he's got the right personnel in there, watching film. Call some plays, have some half-ass, you know, practice. There you go. Have at it. He's going to be fine. Yeah, Pagano was fired in 2017 after missing playoffs for three consecutive seasons. Of yeah, which, how many years had Andrew Luck? Of oh, those three, two of them. No, he did not. He went eight no. and eight and missed the, missed the playoffs. Didn't have Andrew Luck for yeah. most of it. And 17, he didn't have him. Yeah, so he didn't okay. have he didn't have two him for years, all of it. And it, yeah, the eight and eight season, he didn't. Then he went. What the fuck? I'm missing a year here. He went four and twelve. That was obviously without Andrew Luck. From 2012 to 17, of those five years, he had him three years. Yeah, he also, 11 and five. He also yeah. didn't coach like half a year or a year because he that was, was his first dealing year. with his cancer. His first year was Bruce Arians. Yeah, yeah, and that was coming off a two and 14 year anyway. So like, and they finished 11 and five even with the cancer treatment. So yeah, I mean to say he was a terrible head coach, probably not a, a an a fair assessment. But. No. At the same time, I mean, he was good enough. Yeah, well, he, was good enough. If, he wasn't if, transcendent. He was. If he, he was good had enough. fucking Andrew Luck, his whole career, he's making the playoffs more than he's not making the playoffs. Well, yeah, because he made the playoffs three times in three Five out years. of six years or whatever. Exactly. So, 50-50. He has postseason record of 3-3. Three and three. Never been to an AFC Championship game. Fuck, at least he was in the playoffs. One playoff games, like... No, I was wrong. He was in an AFC Championship game. He did play championship in an AFC game. Championship game against the Patriots. Yeah, got annihilated. Deflate gate, remember? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Chuck Pagano. Deflate of the gate. Play of the gate. Coached at uh, Southern California, Miami, Florida, Boise State, East Carolina, UNLV, two years, East Carolina, Miami, then Cleveland, Oakland, North Carolina, Baltimore, Baltimore, Indy, and Chicago now. Yep. Been in the league a long time. Not much of a uh, player's coach. Very young defense. I think, I think he's going to do just fine with his Bears defense, and in a couple of years, he's going to get himself a head coaching job again because his name's going to be in the press because of how awesome the Bears defense is. Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably for Denver. Probably, and the Denver is going to continue to suck. I'm going to have beers and have a good time. Relax. Forever and ever. Amen. If Denver never wins another Super Bowl in my lifetime, I will be so happy. <laughs> That's a dick move. <laughs> Kidding. Kind of. They probably won't. Uh, they've won That's... three in my lifetime. Must be nice. Yeah. It is. It is. I don't remember most of the Green Bay one. So I was like five. I remember the Atlanta one pretty well, just in bits and pieces. I remember them getting annihilated by Seattle. 
which hurt my feelings a lot. And then uh, just butt-fucking Cam Newton. That was a good time. Me and my dad running around the house like a couple of drunk lunatics. That's a good time. That's, that's, that's father-son bonding if I've ever heard of it. Yeah. You mean to tell me the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, you and Kurt wouldn't be fucking losing your goddamn minds? Oh, I, I would be for sure. My dad probably as well. I would imagine, yeah. Joel, his brother, Josh, probably take all his clothes off, run around the apartment building. Probably. You know, scare the tenants, end up in jail, but fuck it. It's worth it. Yeah. I honestly don't know how I'd react if the Bears ever won a Super Bowl in my lifetime. I mean, you got to watch him play in one. Yeah, Don. We've said it many times. Only the first play was the good play. Yeah. Sexy Rexy. Rex Grossman. <sighs> Rex Grossman. What a tremendous guy. He wasn't bad. Like he just he never lost games for us. He wasn't good either. No. He looked like an inbred. Great sure. guy. Tried hard. Great dude. Game. Just like Kyle Orton. Solid guy. Yeah. 11 and 5. Hand the football off. Yeah. You know. 10 and 6. 11 and 5. Playoff berth here and there. Win a game or two. Yeah. I can live with that. Yeah. I can't live with five, six game winning seasons. I can't live with that. That's not good enough. Just won't do. Wouldn't it be funny if Cleveland was a powerhouse of the NFL in the next two years? I wouldn't be upset about it. I wouldn't be either. That'd be kind of awesome. I I really I always hope the Browns do well just because they've sucked for so long. You just kind of you just like you know what something's got to give because these guys have sucked for so long, and you also have to take into account the depression and sadness of every single Browns fan there is. And you got to feel a little bit bad yourself. True. I don't hate the Browns at all. Browns, I. I want the Browns to be good. <clears throat> but other than that, is there any other news, NFL news or college news that needs to be covered that I missed? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, Bundy. Uh, I saw a trade today for the Ducks. What is your thoughts on the state of the Anaheim Ducks currently and this trade? Uh, I feel as though currently as a whole, uh-huh. they are a controlled dumpster fire, if you will. Okay. Considering they've lost 11 straight games and half of them coming to overtime, so they're at least getting a point out of the deal. I mean, I guess I can live with it. But the fact that they got the team they do, even though, granted, most of them are hurt. They started the season off, what, like six six wins or something, 6-0, and and then they just kind of been kind of mediocre, middle of the pack ever since then. You knew there was going to be some growing pains, but you didn't expect them to start 6-0, then all of a sudden, you know, 
set to turn to shit. And then you got Randy Carlisle, whose job I feel should be on the line, considering they're playing this bad and they don't seem to be making any sort of adjustment whatsoever. Currently, his yep. job is safe, according to the GM. But yes, that's only yeah. that's only today, you know. But that can only last for so long until they finally like, you know what? Especially we got a guy like Joe Quenville out there. Yeah, who's a proven winner, basically. And Joe Quenville. Yeah, he plays. Did he coach for the Blackhawks? He did. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. See, I know some things. I know a couple things. Because, I mean, when you got a guy like Joe Quenville out there and you got the Ducks who are struggling this bad, I feel like him coming in would actually shake it up a lot. I feel like it would be very good for the team. Bring in Patrick Waugh. He's a tremendous coach. No, he's a fucking loser. Yeah, you ain't wrong. As a head coach, anyway. And then the trade of Andrew Cogliano to the Dallas Stars, for sure. I mean, it was coming. They had to do something. I mean, Shore is basically an Andrew Cogliano type player, but with a little more offensive upside. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can't, I can't really say I'm mad about it. I love Cogliano. Um, he was always just a guy who always went out there and just, you know, played and passed as shit. He wasn't going to score a ton of goals or anything, but right now they're lacking in the scoring department. So, I mean, it was a move that was kind of, you know, riding on the wall and it was going to come. It's part of the business. So, I mean, I, I'm. I'm not too upset about it. It's just are they even taking much of a? They're not really taking much of a cap hit with the shore guy, is he? Are they? He's no. only 24. Been in the league. He's only played 42 games in the NHL. I mean, he's younger, so there's <laughs> that, and his contract is not really too egregious or much of a cap hit. So I mean. To say it's a bad move, it's really not, considering I feel like Anaheim really did win the trade, but it sucks to see a guy like that leave just because he was just, you know, this guy went in night in and night out and just played his bag off. So, I mean, kind of sucks that he's gone, but. Oh, 42 games this season. I, I'm sorry. The short yeah. the short kids played 209. Yeah, never mind. It's just Continue. all part of the business. It's yep. all part of the business. But to say that I'm happy with the fact that Randy Carlisle still had coach would be a lie. Because, <laughs> I mean, when he first got there, yeah, he won him a cup and then got him to the playoffs a couple more times and just kind of sucked. And they brought him back last year, which I wasn't too happy about. Brought him, you know, to the playoffs. But it's – you just – you got to know when to cut things off. And when you have a team like you do with all the young talent you have in the minors as well. And you don't adapt to how the NHL is today because Randy Carlisle stuck in 2017 when it was, you know, bigger, seemed to win most of the games, where now it's more like speed will get you further. He, for some reason, doesn't seem to want to adapt to that style, mm-hmm. thus is causing them to lose some games. Because right now they got a guy, Troy Terry, in San Diego, San Diego Gulls, Anaheim Farm Team, NHL. He's currently the leading rookie in all the points. He's currently on like a 12-game point streak. So, I mean, you got all these injuries. 
He needs some speed. He needs some scoring. And they haven't pulled him up? He was there at the start of the year because Anaheim was decimated with injuries. They had like seven starters who were out. Mm-hmm. Now they still they still got like four that are out, but they're still not making the move to bring him up. And it's frustrating because you need the speed and you need the offensive talent, but you're just going to let him sit down there and not bring him up when he's, especially in this hot streak, especially when he's got it going. Mm-hmm. What's to say he's not going to carry it? I mean, yeah, I got the AHL, it's not the NHL, but you need to do something, especially right now when you've lost 11 straight games. Yeah, I would imagine it's uh, time for, yeah, shake something up. Yeah, I mean, you can't just sit there and just watch your team go in night in, night out, and lose fucking two to one in overtime every game. So, what do you think the so right now the Wings and the Ducks are playing? It's tied one one. You think? What do you think the chance? I mean, this is. Uh, I don't think the wings are going to win because the wings are, that's just the wings. But but I mean, Anaheim is literally basically the wings right now. But somehow. You know, are they, are they, do they blow the, do they blow leads like the wings blow leads? No, because Anaheim generally never really has a lead to begin with. So gotcha. it's kind of hard to blow them when you don't have them, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. So. I didn't, I'm watching the game right now, and I just seen Manta tie it up a few minutes ago, and that was pretty frustrating. Even though I don't hate the Wings, second favorite team, but Anaheim got first, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, coaching shakeup. Bring bring Coach Q to Anaheim. Do it ASAP. Get it rolling. It, uh, Think that's something they're thinking about. Could I mean, you, you you have to be at this point. I mean. You bring back Randy Carlisle, yeah, he brings you the playoffs. No, you weren't that dominant of a team, and then you get swept in the first round. And Anaheim has been, honestly, one of the the powerhouses in the league for, like, the past 10 years. Like, they're generally usually top of their division, and they're usually top in the Western Conference. So, I mean, to to sit here and watch your team do what they're doing and not have any sort of urgency to try to change how you play the game deserves some looking at you getting fired, personally. Because I think, well, how many decent teams did he have in Toronto? And they just never panned out. He made the playoffs, I'm pretty sure, like once. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, something's got to give here. And if Anaheim... If Anaheim loses four more straight games, I could see Randy Carlisle losing his job fairly quickly. So you almost well, you don't you never want to see your team lose, but I mean if it if it's beneficial. I mean, I'm at the point where I just want Anaheim to win some games and then still fire Randy Carlisle. Yeah. Fair. Because, Sounds a lot like your uh like your Cowboys, huh? Well fuck. Yeah. I mean <laughs> You you literally got one of the best goalies in the league, John Gibson. Yep. He is literally one of the best. He's they are he's the only legitimate reason why they made the playoffs last year. Cuz they started off last year hurt. He kept him in every single game. And he is the only reason why you guys even sniffed the playoffs for a round last year. And why you're doing it right now. He's the only reason why you guys have 19 wins. Mhm. And even in the losses, he's putting up 30, 40 save games. 
and they're not getting blown out. They're losing by like one or two goals. It's just frustrating to see that you have your goalie stand on your head, but yet you just can't fucking score. They have a goal differential right now of negative 28. So, Jesus Christ. Something's got to give. Yeah. I've just been sitting here on Wikipedia looking at Patrick Waugh. I don't know why. There's a funny quote that I found. It was like 1996 Western Conference semifinals, Chicago Blackhawks. Jeremy Roenick stopped on a breakaway, but apparently he was getting hooked by uh, Ozilinch. And uh, after the game, he said... uh, should have been a penalty shot. There's no doubt about it. I like Patrick's quote that he would have stopped me. I'd just like to know where he was in game three, probably getting his jock out of the rafters in the United Center. And Patrick Wallace said, I can't really hear what Jeremy says because I've got my two Stanley Cup rings plugging my ears. <laughs> That's pretty savage. <laughs> he, definitely, that. he definitely deserved him. Yeah. Two with uh, Montreal, two with Colorado. Pretty impressive uh, stuff. Terrible head coach. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. I just, I like him. I remember when I was a little kid watching him, he was fucking just such a cunt. It was awesome. He was just the biggest dickhead of all time. Damien probably didn't much care for him as a child. He was a big Redmond fan. No. I mean, I liked how good he was, but also hated how good he was but yeah it was one of those kind of deals yeah like when we were real little watching the playoffs it was the wings and abs battling it out through the early 2000s he was one of those guys where you hated him but if you hated him you had to respect him yeah had to. it's like it's like it was me, like me and brett like Favre. the second best yeah. statistical goalie of all time Like i hated like, brett Favre, but at the same time you're like yeah i mean if he was on my though. team he's pretty fucking good yeah, yeah. Hey Tom Brady, but I mean, hey, I wouldn't mind five Super Bowl rings. It's the same thing. Same thing with Sidney Crosby. Hate the cocksucker, but I gotta respect him because the dude can fucking play hockey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm excited to get more into hockey. Maybe learn some things on this podcast because uh, I don't. I don't know that much. Like my. I watched hockey and, like, paid attention to hockey when I was little. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, old school players are what I know. And now you're getting into the new era where I don't know that many of them anymore. You just you just got to know that Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby are really good at hockey. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Is there uh, any other news we'd like to cover? Hockey or baseball or literally anything that's not basketball? I think that, I think that about wraps it up. That For me, anyway. So that's all I had on my list. So. That's all I have. Absolutely. I'll just say, if you see 
hockey listeners, if you see Randy Randy Carlisle's name and the headlines getting fired, don't be surprised. <laughs> if you see in the headlines Anaheim wins a game, be, be surprised. surprised. Yep. Yeah. Nine OT losses. Not great. Not ideal. It's yeah. tough. Them and the Blackhawks and the Colorado right behind them with eight. So, not tremendous. The Colorado still tied for third place in their uh, division. Somehow. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about all I got. So, follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, WordPress. Haven't really put on any blogs lately. So, ain't much to talk about, but... They're coming. Yeah. Once we start transitioning more into hockey, we'll have a little bit more to talk about. But uh, give us a like, give us a listen. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace out.